How was your Christmas? Is there everything you hoped it would be? Did you get your wand? You saw some of the stuff that I got. Actually, sort of funny, I got a promise of that shirt, and that shirt actually came yesterday morning while I was here at church. So, sort of interesting. <laughs> they gave me a little, little picture of it. Say, Dad, this is it. And then they gave me another one. and said, it just came. So, pretty cool. Did you get everything you wanted? Did you get any new clothing? Are you wearing that clothing now? No? I see some people shaking their head, you know? I think when you get to a certain age, you really don't care about clothing or gifts, do you? Sometimes more important to give to others. But either way, there's thoughts about Christmas. Well, I went through, and uh, talking about being clothed, I went through the top 10 wearable gifts of 2021, all right? Now, if you got some of these, you can share so. But this is what, uh, this is what it says, uh, the top 10 gifts. Eco-smart sweatshirts are supposed to be very comfortable. Do you own any of those? Okay. Lightweight, medium, crossbody bag. That's more for ladies. There's a picture right there. Okay. These are top-selling top selling gifts. I see some people shaking their heads. Then there's constellation, a celestial constellation necklace. Did you get that? Top 10 items people got. Knit cuffed beanie. Pretty cool, huh? I see some smiles. There's also name earrings. So I haven't been looking at your ears ladies. Okay, see if you have name earrings. Okay. Wireless headphones. My wife got one of those, right? Yes, all right. Top 10 wearable gifts and... Powerflex boot cup yoga pants. Not for me. Okay. But if that's your thing, Merry Christmas. Women's plush robe. Cool. Then exercise bands. I'm not going to explain. And finally, Intel T Warmies slippers. At least what they're called. And one more. I'm not sure what European country this is from. Konkin water resistant backpack. Anybody all know that? Top 10 items that people got to wear this year. But the unique thing, oh, let me bring up the bottom three, all right? Okay, bottom three, Long John's underwear. Anyone? <laughs> Have you ever gotten that? Okay, you saw what I had, socks. And finally, I can't resist but bring it up, Aunt Bunny's costume, okay? <laughs> Nobody asked that, okay? <laughs> and if you did, you probably wouldn't admit to it, all right? Not least favorite three wearable items. Well, um, but Christmas outfits and, and Christmas gifts, um, they last for a while and they wear out over time. Um, and sometimes we hold on to them for a long time. Um, but it's sort of unique, the newness of gifts and how they wear out. And, and for a lot of us, Christmas ended when? Yesterday. And we sort of say Christmas ended. And I always know when Christmas ended because when I go and I drive down the street, it's trash day. What do I see in the trash? There's Christmas trees, and you have boxes of gifts and all that sort of thing, and, and all the clothes are put away, or, or, and today there's probably a rush at stores. People are taking things back and make sure they have the right sizes. But for a lot of us, that's when Christmas ends. But, but the reality in Christ, for us children of God, we are robed with his, Christ, his righteousness. And we're robed in Christ. It's something that we wear. Much like the clothing that you wear is a statement about you and what you have. It's a statement about your wealth. It's a statement about your taste. It's a statement about, about what we really enjoy. And, and if you really wanted something for Christmas, we always announce it. Now, you saw the jersey I got, right? My family knew that I wanted it. And we wear that because it represents us. However, we have been clothed with Christ. So being in Christ, we, we wear Christ. Uh, we, we're forgiven, we're redeemed, and we wear Christ with what we do. For all of you who are baptized into Christ, have clothed yourself with who? It's something that we wear. 
been baptized with Christ, we're robed with Christ, and we carry around his righteousness within us. And then we're called to put on the full armor of who? Because we're going to be tested and faith is going to have its struggles. And we believers are called to put on the full armor of God. And then here, I am sending you for the promise of my Father, but you are to stay until you are what? Clothed. So the Holy Spirit himself, many times described, when the Holy Spirit comes upon us, when we're asked to do something, when we walk in faith, we're clothed with that. That's something that, that, that we adorn ourselves with. That's something that we wear. Um, for you have girded me with strength for battle. Does anyone know what it means to gird up your loins? I mean, we hear that all the time. I'm sure we say it in our Psalms. To gird up our loins in, in the Middle East, people wear what? And they do so because of the heat, and there's something to do with them being covered, protected from the sun, and yes, it, yes all the layers keep them cool. When you gird up your loins, you really can't run with a robe on. So you take the robe and you tie it around your thighs. And there's a unique way of doing it that you're able to run. And so you have girded me. You have you've taken the clothes that I wear, and you make it possible for me to run with. I've girded up my loins. Adorn, no, it says, adorn yourself with eminence and dignity and clothe yourselves with what? Honor and majesty. So we, our clothing represents God, much like what I wear now. Adorn yourself uh, with honor. Clothe yourself with honor and majesty of God. And finally, today, can you all read that with me? Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly beloved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. And so this Christmas, as we've been clothed with Christ, for us repentant believers, St. Paul calls us that we are to wear this clothing. And so I'll go through each one. Let's go ahead and start with the first item, compassion. When I think of compassion, the best item I can think of is glasses, because with glasses we're able to what? See. Now I happen to have great um, far distance sight. I just can't what? I don't have near distance sight. And maybe you're the opposite, or maybe you wear bifocals, or maybe you wear contact lenses. Without glasses, we can't see things properly. And so we're called to put on compassion because we're told to look around us and see what's going around us. If you take a look around you today, see other people in worship, um, see how they're doing. When you go to a grocery store, do you look at people around you? Do you see the elderly person who's walking into the grocery store behind you and do you hold the door open? If you're in a grocery store and there's a young mother with um, two kids on her arms, and she's, you know, she's also lifting uh, uh, her, her child inside of, of uh, her child, little baby inside a, um, there you go, inside her carrier. And you know as she's struggling, do you hand her a cart or take the cart or do you go in? To wear glasses means I'm going to take a look at people around me and what they need around me. I think that happened last week. When I drove through Defiance, everything's fine. But if I go down into Kentucky, what is there? There's devastation. There, there was no Christmas. There was no Christmas gifts. There were a lot of uh, funeral thank you cards and funeral meals. So we've taken a look around people down there and we sent them a gift. Do we take a look at people around us and see what's going on around them? Do you notice maybe if someone has been crying or if their de- de- demeanor has been rather sad? Rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. Now, you've heard me say this before. Do you all know what IQ is, right? It's what? Intelligent quotient? It's a test that we use to say who's going to do really well in college and um, higher level degrees. But there's EQ. Does anyone know what EQ is? Emotional quotient. Many businesses use that now. 
Matter of fact, a lot of companies see EQ being far more important than IQ. I've met a lot of very intelligent people who really don't only care about themselves. I've met a lot of intelligent people who really don't know how to open a door forward or backwards. I'm not trying to insult anyone. But EQ means that when I come into a setting, I can assess what's going on there. I can see if someone's upset. I'm aware if somebody's angry. I can pick up the mood of the room. And I'm aware of how I need to react. So St. Paul calls us to put on what? The glasses of what? Compassion. Open our eyes and look around at people around us and do so as Christ. Because who did Christ see? Well, he saw the lepers. He saw the Roman centurion whose daughter was ill. He saw the man on the cross next to him, the one who rejected him. And he saw the man on the cross next to him, the one who said, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. He saw the widow. He saw the adulterer. He saw the tax collector. He saw everyone. And he sees you and me. And when I say when he sees you and me, I'm just not talking about, oh, he knows what he look like. He's able to look inside of us how our heart and our soul is and what is bothering us. And he loves us with that. So the first thing we're called to put on is what? The eyeglasses of compassion. And I like kindness as chapstick. Well, that's sort of odd. Now, this has been a really mild winter. Sort of odd. What do you mean compassion chapstick? Well, when it gets winter and there's like a number of days, it's like 5 or 10 degrees and the sun's out and there's no humidity, what usually happens with our lips? They get what? Chapped and they hurt. You look rather ugly, but keep chapstick on. Our lips move. And when I see kindness, kindness refers to what comes out of here. The Bible says this, speak the truth in what? Love. A soft word turns away wrath. Love is patient. It is kind. It is not rude. It is not easily angered. Someone said to me many years ago, and it's still something I work on, something we all have to work on. Remember, it's not what you said. It's what? How you said it. Kindness to me deals with the lips. A very kind word. Uh, Samuel Clemens said it once. Everybody here, including me, we all need a good compliment once a month. What comes out of our lips? When I see kindness, I see chapstick. A kind word turns away wrath. Let your words be as sweet as honey. It does make a difference. A kind word one time a day can influence somebody's day, the entire day. So we talk about the clothing we put on in Christ. Of course we wear glasses, and it seems odd, but that chapstick always has to go on. My brother and sister in Christ. And then I see humility as a what? As an overcoat. Now, we, we live in a very arrogant day and age. Um, look at me and look at what I have done. But humility says, I don't have to brag, I don't need to brag, because there's nothing for me to brag about, because any gift I have comes from who? So I think of humility as an overcoat. It covers us up. Now, now there's a reason why we pastors wear robes. Now, you heard one, that we're clothed at Christ. The other thing it does, it doesn't allow you to see see what's on when I'm wearing beneath, okay? Because really, I'm wearing shorts today. No, I'm just kidding, okay? (laughs) This is kidding someone about that on a hot summer day. When I'm covered up, you're only able to hear the words I have to say. The suit I wear, the clothing I wear, whether it's too expensive or too cheap, does not pertain to anyone. So, so an overcoat is humility. It's not important who I am. It's important um, that we see who we serve, much like a uniform. I believe um, 
C.K. Chesterton once said about this in humility, we see more from the valley floor than we do the mountaintop. Arrogance takes us to the mountaintop and says, look at who? Me? Humility says, I'm down here and I can see a whole lot more because I'm in humility. Put on the glasses of compassion. Wear the chapstick of kindness and put on the overcoat of humility. The next one I have is gentleness. And notice what I have my picked. Gloves. Because you see, sometimes our hands can be really strong and our fingers can be really strong. But we wear gloves, we're somewhat what? Limited what we do. You ever hear that? Have to deal with that with careful gloves? So gentleness is a glove that sort of softens our touch. Gentleness, um, it, it does refer to words. But gentleness is more about our demeanor and it's more about uh, kindness in hard situations and, and how to say things to people in difficult times, how to deal things gently. Gentleness. G- Jesus was very gentle. He's even very gentle sometimes with his opponents. So put on the gloves of gentleness. And notice for patience I have what? And that might seem, yeah, spikes, that might seem odd. These are really sort of, uh, you know, you can buy those things on your feet that if it's icy or snowy, you can wear those. But these are spikes, they're almost like something that a mountain climber would wear. Now, when Paul says put on the full armor of God, he also talks about uh, have your feet ready. What spikes do is spikes enable me to hold my ground. And when we're patient, we're holding our ground and we don't have to react. So patient means I'm going to hold my ground. I really don't need to react. Uh, Roman soldiers oftentimes in battle, and that was, a, that was a great advantage to them, they all wore spikes. Why? Because they all stood together and they held their ground and they were lined up in a certain way that their enemy could not push them around. They, they had, had a way, even had a way of pushing their enemy out in front of them when you had a hundred or so men moving uh, sort of like a spear tip and they were all wearing spikes. But patience is, I'm going to hold myself in my position. I do not need to go on the offensive. And I'm sort of be secure where I'm at. And of course, we all need help with that. Patience is saying this. If somebody responds to me, I will not respond right away. I'll wait a day or two or 24 hours before I say anything. Patience. By the way, friends in Christ, do you know how God brings us patience? Ready for this? He sends us what? Challenges that we're going to be unpatient with. He's going to give us difficulties. Be patient. So you and I, we clothe ourselves with what? The eyeglasses of compassion, the chapstick of kindness. We clothe ourselves with the overcoat of humility, gentleness with our hands, how we touch things. And finally, we hold our ground with spikes. And then Paul says, above all these, put on love, which binds each other together, and put on forgiveness. So when I think about our life together, this isn't the best picture, but if you look at it, you can understand it. Now, I'll give you about 30 seconds to process it. This is our life together, right? Clothed with Christ. How the body of Christ works. How are the, how, here's, here's one question. How are they all able uh, to span the gap? Two support of one. Yeah. Here's another question. I've been showing this picture for about 25 years now. Was there ever a time someone didn't need to hold on? Was there a time when someone needed to support one another? Yeah, yeah. I had an engineer look at this and said, you know, pastor, um, the guy in the middle, actually he bears more weight. I don't get it, I'm not an engineer. So there might be some times that we're carrying it, but if we're in the middle, we have to bear what? More weight. And ready for this, there's times you have to what? 
Yeah, maybe, yeah, that's right. Maybe if a loved one dies or if I lose my job or someone comes down with, with cancer, I might have to hold on. And that's when the rest of the body of Christ holds up, holds me up. That's how we work. That clothed with Christ, can you see them wearing glasses of compassion and gloves of gentleness? And they're all wearing the same, so they're, they have humility. I don't think they're wearing spikes, but they better have something to grip on. I don't like heights. Your feet better be able to grip. See that? The overcoat, right? And all that is there. That's how we work. Clothed in Christ, friends in Christ. Compassion, kindness, gentleness, humility, and patience. Now, we've heard this before, and this is a better picture than what I showed the kids. But in heaven, does anyone know what we're going to be clothed, says we're going to be clothed with? We're going to be wearing what? Rose of righteousness. Now, there's something else. If we're all wearing white, we can't have our accomplishments there. There's no badges there of what I've done in life on this earth. In heaven, we're all the what? Whether I was a person who came to faith the last two minutes of my life or as a person who, who came to faith when I was three days old and was baptized, whether a person who was I would mar- martyr for my faith or a person who pretty much stood on the outside of the church even though I believed, we will all, by Christ's grace, wear the robe of righteousness. And what matters is that we're there with our Lord. And no, I don't believe, I believe that's just a picture because sometimes people see heaven as being boring. But I don't see heaven like that. Some people see heaven's going to be boring because it would be nothing but sitting on a cloud and playing a harp. What I see heaven like is it's going to be awesome. Why? Because we're going to have perfect compassion and we're going to have perfect kindness and we're going to have perfect gentleness and we're going to have perfect humility and we're going to have perfect patience wouldn't that be awesome wouldn't that be a blessing robed in Christ's righteousness so I can say Merry Christmas every day Merry Christmas robed in Christ's righteousness so how about this for a closing thought can you all read it with me and over all these virtues upon love which binds them all together in perfect unity And all God's people say, Amen. Amen.